Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Napa know-how. Get all the quality parts you need at your locally owned Napa. Because right now, when you order from Napa online, you can pick up curbside at your local store in just 30 minutes. Or get your order delivered direct to your door with free one-day shipping and over 160,000 quality parts when you spend $35 or more. Quality parts delivered quickly and safely. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating stores, standard ground shipping and exclusions apply. It's that Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken, and you know, that's fire. Now, Babo, you know that you can get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on negative to positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from negative to positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Hey guys, Riley here with Rule of Two and Sundays on the CW. Brace yourself, superhero superfans, because the bat signal is on and you won't believe who's swooping in to heed the call. From the brilliant mind of Greg Berlanti and the executive producers of superhero smash hits Arrow, The Flash, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow comes the most anticipated new series to join the CW-verse. Batwoman. Get ready to meet your new hero, Kate Kane. She's a survivor, a fighter, and an all-around badass who plays by her own rules. And she's got the ink to prove it. Batwoman's story begins three years after the mysterious disappearance of Batman when Gotham City is in desperate need of a new kind of hero. Soon after returning home to defend her city from the notoriously twisted Alice in Wonderland gang, she discovers her cousin Bruce Wayne's mysterious lair and his unbelievable secret. With the help of Batman's trusted tech genius Luke, she decides to carry on Batman's mission by becoming Gotham City's new superhero vigilante. From the suit to the gadgets to the fight scenes that will blow your mind, this is the Batwoman of a new generation. So don't miss the incredible new series, Batwoman, Sundays at 8, 7 central on the CW or anytime on the free CW app. Napa know-how. At Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers, get a $25 prepaid Visa card when you get any Napa automotive battery. It's the best deal for some of the best batteries from some of the best car people around. But we might be a little partial. Anywho, pick up any Napa automotive battery and save $25. Do it yourself or have it done for you. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. At participating Napa Auto Parts stores and Napa Auto Care centers. While supplies last, offer ends 831 it's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, but it said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. 
Well, here we go, Mr. Fernandez. We got ourselves a show happening right now. Episode 61 of Rule of Two is here. 61. I, so, look, I, I know a bunch of people came with, you know, at me with like uh, Chuck Bernadick and a few other players, but. We retired the jerseys. We retired the jerseys. I just, 61? I mean, you know, like you guys sent me some, 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 some names we could use, but uh, yeah. Yeah. But we wanted to start this show by uh, talking a little bit about the heroes and villains. A uh, little video that we did yeah, that uh, I thought turned out fantastic. It was a lot of fun. I thought it was fun. Uh, a lot of you enjoyed it. Hit us up. Uh, we had uh, some good Rule of Two stuff happening in there. Yeah. Uh, some alternate endings there that you could vote on, which I, I, I loved both of them. Uh, how'd you feel about that? I mean, look, when when um, you, me, and Frank um, came up with it, you yeah. know, and we were like, let's do this, let's have some fun with it. Mm. Um, and I I think what I love the most about it, you know, it's like, look, um, none of us know how to fight with lightsabers for real. In my imagination, only in your yeah, head. Right. Yeah, you're right. You know, yeah, like you're we, probably right. You yeah. know, but what 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 I wanted to do was to make something that felt like it was using all the DNA of Star Wars. Yeah. And that you can understand what was going on with the story with very, very few words. Right. Yeah. You know? And, like, there's definitely a story there. There is. I mean, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I, I love the reveal that Darina was always on our side. I thought that was really fun. Yeah. Oh, spoilers for those who might not have watched it. But guess what? Yeah, go now watch you can. it. Go, go watch, watch it. it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, it's just setting up everything, um, you know, that we are doing here, having fun, all that good stuff. Wearing the merch, which was great. Well, yeah, wearing the merch. And look, it's just like we wanted to go out with a bang with heroes, villains, and yeah. hopefully, look, hopefully they'll re up. You know, so if yeah. you guys are are fans of the show and you want to you want to see us succeed, you want to see things get better, you want to see us be able to do more things like that. Yeah, you know, tweet at you know BioWorld merch. Let them know, hey, we love these guys. We love you guys on the show. We love this partnership. Push it, you know? Push it, yeah, absolutely. Like, you can write that. But like as he said, at Buyer World Merch, that's where you can tag him and thank him for 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 giving us that opportunity. And Because yeah. uh, a lot – Buyer World Merch has responded to many tweets when I actually yelled at Josh McCuga saying, Jedi, do not smile right. and to stop smiling. <laughs> right, right. But uh, that's beside the point. Yeah, and, it, and like look, special shout out to everybody involved and literally everybody was involved. Yeah. And uh, Adam – um, our sound guy was just unbelievable. Mm -hmm. You know, the music was 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 absolutely gorgeous. Yeah, it was out of this world. Literally, it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Frank, All Frank, just Frank killed it as always. Come on, Frank, as always, and everybody for playing and coming and having that fun day because that was a fun shoot. It was a fun that shoot. That was a really it was fun a really shoot. fun shoot. Um, I feel like we're not saying something about it that we should say. Like what? That I was killed for being too positive or liking right, the Last Jedi. Right. Right. How's that? Oh, and and look, and um, the, you know, we had the deep fake stuff in there. Oh yeah. You know, um, I know a lot of people are giving me a little bit of crap for like the deep fake stuff, but I love this deep fake stuff. I want to see how far we can push it. Yeah. I mean, you look at stuff like SNL. You know, and SNL's made its living off doing impersonations, out of doing lampooning uh, the zeitgeist. I think deep fake kind of gives that next level of. Of uh, production, mm -hmm. um, the ability to go out there and do like pretty dead on lampoons. I love the way that 
you know, our good friend who will rename nameless because it's a promise I made to him. Yeah. Who played uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi. I mean, he did a great job. He did a great job. And uh, your George Lucas was fantastic, by the way. He was really good. George was really good. George was like a skinny, young version of Lucas. Yeah, he really was. Great hair on him. Great hair. Great, great hair. Head of hair. Great head of hair. Yeah. So uh, thanks to George Lucas for stopping by on that one. Uh, as you can see, we already have some uh, super chats coming in. You guys know it. We are going to open up the phone lines and also take your questions super chat wise because we just want to talk Star Wars yeah, right this, now. Look, we don't have – there's not a, a ton of stuff to you know to talk about. So we're going to go full audience episode. You guys are the reason we're here anyway. Yep, absolutely. We, we want to create a deeper dialogue with you guys. Let's, let's make this an audience episode. We're going to do a lot of these. When there's not a ton of news, yeah. we'll just have conversations with you guys. So let's get to it. You want him? Let's do it. All right. We got episode 61 of Rule of Two. Rise. That's right. It's episode 61 of Rule of Two, and there yeah. was our new opening. Oh, my God. We Check did a new opening. Out. Do you guys like the new opening? Comment oh. comment on the live chat. Let, let us know. Yeah. Comment down below as well. And uh, our first super chat does come in from Matt Movies 611 who says, great video, always going to be a Team Rule of Two. So thank you for that. I just wanted to read that right off the bat. Yeah. Team Rule of Two. I do want to add real quick. Did you see all the sponsorships that's going along with Rise of Skywalker? One of them being – McDonald's. I mean, come on. They are definitely listening to us. They have to be. Why aren't they sponsoring us? We need it. We need it. It it, it could be really fun. We got the Rule of Two Army in the chat. I saw the Big Macs. Lots of Big Mac emojis coming my way (laughs) because the Big Mac is, of course, two all-beef patties, special sauce, lettuce, cheese, pickles, onions on a sesame seed bun, which is the Force and or the Jedi that we love. And one thing before we get started doing the Super Chat, and and we're going to go full-on Super Chat today. We're going to go full-on call-ins today, so do both. Let's have have some dialogue. But um, I do want to let everybody know to go – I'm not sure what the link is. Maybe we'll put the link down below in the description or something. Sure. But go vote. For the top ten Star Wars movies, yeah. If you follow Collider, you know that we did the top fifty comic book movies. Then we did, I think, the top ten horror movies. We did the top ten Steven Spielberg movies. Well, we're gonna do the top ten Star Wars movies, but nobody from Collider gets a vote. The only people that get to vote are you, yep. the audience, the fans, the people that we do this for. We want to know what your list is. As of yesterday, we had almost two point seven. Thousand votes. Yeah. Oh my God. Are you kidding? Two point seven thousand people actually did everything that they needed to do to vote. They got their voices heard. They won't. I asked that. I go, Thad. What's the tally at? He won't tell me. Yeah. They won't tell us. No, I know. I wanted to know. I really do because uh, I love the idea of it's it's you guys. They're going to vote. We're going to see it. So my face is either going to be elated when uh, the last Jedi is high up on the list. Or it's going to fall if it's all the way at the bottom. So, and there might be a middle ground there. I don't know. You've but, done that yourself, Riley. Well, you know, somebody asked me. I can, I can at least hint my top three because somebody was surprised because I do like myself The Last Jedi. But somebody asked, what are your top three? And I went, well, it's Empire, New Hope, and Return of the Jedi. Right. And they went, it's like, what? Nostalgia, man. That's the, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's my thing. So you, you already know three of the votes I would go for. But I, I'm excited for all of you to vote. So uh, thank you for that. 
Go check it out. We will tweet out the link. You can visit Collider.com. It's on there as well. And we will put something in the description here. But uh, you want to get that first Super Chat question let's that I saw it. come in? Because yeah, it's a good it. one. It's from John Osborne. It says, why were people surprised at Ray's lightsaber skills? She used a staff, which the technique would be similar to a lightsaber. I wasn't surprised. Yeah, I would go off of because, yeah, I know everybody gave Ray a lot of shit for – looking all powerful right away but i always went to the fact that she was a scavenger she had to make her way on jakku do those things and a staff was part of her repertoire so she had some skills going into it now rise of skywalker i do hear there's there might be some uh, stuff floating out there rumor wise that is absolutely not news that's why i don't want to mention it. it could be spoilers but i've heard we might hear why she's damn good at stuff what do you think of that you don't care I mean, <laughs> your face. I your do face care. doesn't care. <laughs> I do care, but look, at you the just end of the went day, off into the distance. Yeah, and you're like, I, I'm yeah, like, I'm like, I'm so. I look, I'm over it. I'm over it. I um, I want this movie. Look, to be honest with you, and I know a lot of people didn't buy my theory last week. I am so convinced that Kevin Feige is going to give us the Lucas vision. Mm. That I'm like. JJ, give us the best that you can with this movie. Make it great. You know, yeah. And, and you know, and let's put this sequel experiment behind us because I have seen stuff coming out of Disney which troubles me, which says, um, you know, we can't wait for the epic conclusion to the Skywalker saga. Right now, I've heard that before with with uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, the final chapter in the Skywalker saga. Right, right? and it wasn't. I don't believe that this is the final chapter of the Skywalker saga. I, I, because there was no Skywalker saga. I, you know, are you talking about the sequels? They're not the Skywalker saga? The sequels. Yeah, the sequels are not the Skywalker saga. No, well, let's see. Because the Skywalkers themselves aren't really going through any saga-esque anything. Yeah, Ben Solo is really not going through a lot ben of stuff Solo, right now. Ben Solo, Ben so so He's Skywalker. So we're saying that the Skywalker saga then pivoted over to Ben Solo. Well, he is because, a Skywalker lineage. Because if you ask anybody on the street, you say, "Hey, the Skywalker saga." Right. Like you know, you're not thinking Ben Solo, even though I'm with you that he's the only Skywalker we really have left. Right, and I'm. I get it. I get that kind of talk about it, but. Uh, I'm waiting for Rise of Skywalker before I finally start yeah, talking yeah, fine, about this fine, and, and, fine. and dealing with so, this kind of – because of what I've been getting and I'm starting to get – I know I'm really nice. Yeah. It start, call it I Frankie. It. Call, it, call it – yeah, going I to the dark side. Yeah. I this nitpicky shit. Anger. This nitpicky shit is starting to get to me. <laughs> it really is. It's like, well, actually, it's not the Skywalker saga because, oh my god. That's so, and I'm like – all right, that's fine. And then it comes again, and then it comes again. And it's like Jesus Christ, people, go outside and have some fun, smell some flowers. Yeah, you yeah. know this is come on. So look, I stick by my uh, you know douchey statement that, that it has nothing to do with the Skywalker saga because we saw Luke for ten minutes, maybe. Yeah, and, and Ben you know Solo, Ben. Look, if it is the saga of Ben Solo, hmm. then great because I actually do think Ben Solo is the most compelling character so far. He is my favorite. And, you know, and hopefully he'll have a really interesting resolution in episode nine. Um, but rapid fire style, why were people surprised at Ray lightsaber skills? She we answered that. Staff? Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. yeah, you're going back to it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Just to give you my little sort of button on it, I think they were surprised because the lightsaber is not just a weapon. It's not just like a sword. 
you know? It's an elegant weapon for a more civilized time. Yeah, but it's also a very powerful weapon yeah. that we don't know, like, what it takes to control it, how how heavy it is, like, what it what it does when you move it through space. Yeah. Look, I mean, back in the old days, we used to think that nobody that wasn't Force-sensitive could even hold one. It's very true. I right? Mean, I, I like, like Han Solo was the only abomination, like, 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 the only exception to that rule. Right. I think it's... It makes a lot of sense to me to to like go into that as to why she could be as powerful in Rise of Skywalker. Maybe there's some flashbacks. Maybe there's something. But I'm with you halfway. There's also some certain things that I wonder if they'll uncover in Rise of Skywalker. Right, right. That might have to do with Palpatine. But that's another podcast for another time yeah. and, and, and something that we can go down. I'm looking for the rankings, guys, because I see a lot of you uh, asking, so I'm, I'm going to uh, drop it in the what, chat. What rankings? Uh, sorry, uh, how you can vote. Oh, okay. I, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I see put the in. link in the description. Thank you, Cody. So if you go to the description right now, you can get that link and you can vote. And uh, vote, vote honestly, too. Seriously, if you guys hate The Last Jedi and you're voting – Make it make it known. Yeah. If you love it, great. If you if, guys want to get a special shout out on the show, you will vote the last Jedi. Yeah, last you son of a bitch. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, All right, so we got one. Oh, we got a call. Um, let's let's take the caller and then let's do Daniel Castro's question. Daniel came in with a with a blazing hot super chat. Yep. There we go. So you're on Rula Two. What's your name? What's your question? Hi, this is Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie. Um, hi. Um, so I've been thinking about this a lot lately with the announcement of Kevin Feige producing um, a Star Wars movie or potentially more. Um, I've really felt with this last, you know, with the Disney acquisition that these movies have been a real cash grab. Because mm. um, um, George Lucas, his art form is film. Right. And when he created Star Wars, it was his way of telling a story through film. Mm. Um, and it just has felt to me like there's no depth to any of these stories anymore. Like, Solo, didn't, in my opinion, did not need to be made. Yeah, um, I'm with you on Last that. Jedi really brought that, like, I really like Force Awakens, but Last Jedi brought this, the narrative to a screeching halt. Like, mm. halt. Yeah, um, to a screeching like hold, though. It's a big cash grab, and I miss the days when we had, you know, when there was depth to the story and the universe felt really large. Um, and it's, I, I'm not sure what the plans are going forward. Like if they do a nice, the old Republic series, that excites me because it's like a reboot of the franchise where we're getting new characters, getting a new story. Right. But it just feels like right now they're staying in the small box, um, that just for money, just like with Kevin Feige, Marvel's great and they're good at what they do, but it's, to me, it's shallow and it's there to shove popcorn in your face and the movies are good but I, that's not what star wars is in my opinion it's a, a big it's a story that george lucas told as like lord of the rings was for J.R.R. tolkien but right. in film form so, um, so it, i don't know so i, I totally Sorry. hear you and, and i think there's a lot of people out there that feel the same exact way you do uh but before we go here do you have uh do you have a question related to this uh topic i'm just what do you think of that and you're like it's what like, do you think Kevin Feige is going to make um, the franchise go forward in a positive way, um, or do you think it's going to become this big? Uh, we get a lot of movies that are kind of just face value, 
Right. Yeah. Yeah. Fair right, enough. Fair Thanks, enough. Stephanie, for the call. Yeah. Thank uh, you for the call. I think that uh, that's kind of where they're going with Kevin Feige. I think that's why Kevin Feige is coming on to do a Star Wars movie, and I think why that sooner or later he will take over Star Wars. I, I believe it. Um, I think so too. I, I think it's. I think a lot of people believe that. I think a lot of people are saying that the signs are pointed in that direction. And uh, we'll see what the movie is that he does. But I've been saying we do have to get away from nostalgia characters or uh, the legacy characters. We got to move forward. I'm a thousand percent with you. We have to move forward. We can't because then you're going to start to see what even happened with me. You have a a legacy character in Han Solo, even though he was recast. I felt somewhat disappointed that I wasn't getting any new information or new pushes in technology like you like to to talk about. Mm -hmm. It just felt very – I've been here before. I liked – all the characters, that wasn't my problem. I liked all the, the effects. It just felt safe. And when Ron Howard comes in after being fi- after firing Lord and Miller, Lord and Miller would have been the movie I want to see because that is not safe to me. Yeah. It, they, they had something, as you saw, with Into the Spider-Verse. They did something with, you know, with uh, the 21 Jump Street yeah, franchise. They're great. they're great. And I wanted to see more of that. So I feel like we need to move away from that in order to do it. However... I could see Feige doing something in the legacy character world, maybe as almost like a you know it makes me think I want to get my friend to call in Eric Bass. He's the the bass player for Shinedown. Mm. He had a great theory great that, that that uh, Feige is going to do uh, a Luke Skywalker movie set before the events of Force Awakens to give everybody their Luke Skywalker movie that they wanted. I, I mean, I love that idea too. Yeah, you yeah. know me. So so, so look. Um, I went to one of these poolside parties with Jeff Snyder. Oh, okay, all and, right. And, and and I started hearing some stuff. Okay, okay. Now Jeff Snyder. If you guys don't know who Jeff Snyder is, he's one of uh, Collider's um, uh, reporters. Yeah. He's also an on-screen personality. He's dialed in when it comes to yeah. scoops. You, you can catch him on Rumor Mill. You can catch him on everything. So he's Snyder Cut. It's the Snyder Cut. He yep. didn't tell me this rumor himself, but I heard it around him. Sort of is that. Snyder, uh, Kevin Feige is giving Marvel to one of his protégés. Okay. And and they will handle the next phases of Marvel. He'll still be involved, but he won't be as hands-on anymore. Okay. Uh, and that he will start transitioning over to full-time Star Wars. Now, this is what makes the buzz a lot of is. sense. It hasn't been announced. This isn't confirmed. This is just complete and total speculation. Okay. But it's coming from the different circles that I'm starting to like – my ears are perking up and I'm listening to it. Yeah. Now, to what the caller's point is, I do think Kevin Feige is going to try to redeem Star Wars in a sense by bringing it closer to the brand values that George Lucas had for it. Mm. Now, whether you like the Lucas movies or not, and if you don't really like Lucas movies and it's tough to say you like Star Wars, even though I totally get it, I had my prequel angst as well. When it first came out, right? Yeah. They, grew, they did grow on me. Yeah. Not three. I always loved three. One and two grew on me. Yeah, the okay? prequels grew on me too years yeah. later. Three, I loved it from the beginning. One and, yeah, one and two grew on me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think that, that Kevin Feige understands the pillars, the brand pillars that Lucas has for the franchise. Yes. And I think with uh, Bob Iger and his book tour and all this stuff that this is definitely that the path forward for Star Wars is a path of redemption. Here here's what I w- I'm going to add on to that and yeah. then we're going to get to let's this. Get it. Yeah, we got we got people sending I know. In. Yeah, let's do Kevin, it. Kevin the the Empire article that came out. Yeah. 
J.J. Abrams was quoted saying, we didn't have a plan. We went in. I wrote Force Awakens, handed it off to Ryan Johnson, who didn't have a plan for nine, did what he wanted in episode eight. And J.J. had to come back in and, and then do what he wanted to do. Kevin Feige is not going to do a movie trilogy without some sort of plan. And that's on Kathleen Kennedy. And that's why I, I feel like Lucasfilm ultimately dropped the ball. Yeah. Is that you don't go forward and just go, do your movie. And then we'll figure out what the next movie is, and then right. we'll figure out what the next movie is. That's why Kevin Feige is going to come in. Right. He knows world building, this mythology. Yeah. This isn't some weird anthology series. This no. isn't. This isn't amazing stories. Yes, it, it's you know it's, throwback it, to uh, yeah. This is why Kevin Feige, I think, will come in because he is planning twenty two movies ahead. Yeah. To make Marvel work in his universe that he saw, and I think he can do the same for Star Wars. So let's get to Daniel Castro's. Let's do it. Okay. Hey, guys, love the show. So one thing I want to see in Star Wars is the origins of the Jedi and the Sith. We might not need it, but I really want to see the story play out on screen. What do you think? Yes. I yes. want that. I've been saying the first Jedi there. for a long time now. The first Jedi. You have been saying the first I Jedi for a long time. I love the idea of the first, like, ooh, how did I do that? You know what I mean? What is it like? Back then, that might be a little too hard to wrap your head around. I don't know where it lands and if there is even canon way back when to the very first person that knew they had the Force, what that might be like. Or if we're going to go right into the, the origins of the first Jedi Order, who knows? I'm totally in on this idea, Daniel. I, um, I think that it would make a great TV show. I think it would make a great novel. Um, the the origins of the Jedi, the origins of the Force, the first Jedi, as you call it. Yeah, um, I'm all in on that. I yeah. mean, like you know, I have no ideas for what it would be, and I can't even find references except some of the old Republic stuff does yeah. get into the pretty early days, um, and they have explored a lot of that, like like the earliest versions of the lightsaber, and even in Vader Immortal. If you guys are Vader Immortal fans, right. uh, it, it, like the VR game, there's an ancient lightsaber that you collect underneath. Uh, the temple at Mustafar. I um, love that. Yeah, yeah. I, I would love to see it like almost like uh, Lord of the Rings with like Kate Blanchett, who's uh, you know narrating the 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 war that happens with the the ring and how Isildur gets it, and all these things are happening. Like go even further back yeah. in in time yeah. of Star Wars. That's my Wars. favorite scene in Lord of the Rings. Is that opening. It's for great the, for the first one. Yeah. And then I showed uh, off of a Collider Live conversation we were having. I showed Josh McCuga some of the video game online stuff where they showed the 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 Sith armies fighting the Jedi yeah. in that old Republic world, and he's like, "Now I'd see this." Yeah, and I'm like, course. "I'd love to see a bunch of Sith lightsabers light up in the darkness, and it's an army." Yeah. And you get a Braveheart. Lord of the Rings kind of yeah, thing look, going. And that's what we got excited about Benioff and Weiss, right? And now yeah. Benioff and Weiss might not even do a movie. I, I, there's no news. It's up in the air. It went we, from all three. Yeah, it went from all three to then just writing a treatment for the first. Yeah. And now they might not even do it. We've been hearing things. Yeah, and we have actually. You've yeah. heard that too, huh? We, I didn't say shit. I know. I you know heard? you didn't. Oh I've my God. Things. I've been hearing things. All right. Well, all we, right. Got a, oh, we got a call. You're on Rule of Two. What's your name? What's your question? Hey guys, Kevin from Ontario. How you doing? Hey Kevin, how's it good. going, Kev? What's your question today, Kevin? Uh, so I've been uh, doing a little speculating, like mostly everybody. Oh, I and, love it. Uh, yeah, a couple things I've been speculating on. One, uh, just finished the Black Spire book. I don't know if you guys are caught up on that story at all. No, I'm not, but I'm interested in hearing more about it. Is that the one that's um, connected to Galaxy's Edge, or am I way off? No, exactly. Yeah, okay. It takes place Galaxy's Edge, and as far as I know, it's the only book that takes place after The Last Jedi, and it takes place, I believe, four months afterwards. Okay, okay. And uh, 
deals with Vi Marathi, you know, spy working, trying to, you know, get help for the resistance. And they pretty much allude that in Sabi's workshop, they have, well, I guess just a bunch of lightsabers. I don't, maybe not a bunch, but they allude that they have a few. So I'm just curious on whether or not you guys think that'll play into the new movie. And then to go along with the new movie, another thing I was speculating on, you know, they show all the ships for, uh, well, I think the Empire, you know, the the Emperor right. coming back and everything. Mm-hmm. So I was curious on whether or not you guys thought, you know, to, you know, I guess pilot all those, you know, fill the whole crew. You're need a lot of people. So yeah. what do you think about maybe bringing back Tamara Morrison as a, you know, a clone piloting all the ships and everything? God, I love that. Yeah. Thank you for your call. Thanks, Kevin. That's awesome. It, it may, it's a good question to speculate on. Who's piloting all those Star Destroyers in the last shot of that last trailer? Yeah. Could it be clones? Wouldn't that be great if Palpatine, if that's what he's doing, had another clone army ready to go and it was Tamora Morrison coming back? Yeah. I mean, I like it on I paper, saw- but it's a repeat. So, so it's a repeat. So I'm going to take this conversation to a very strange place. Oh, I like this. Okay, okay here we so go. So Tamora yeah. Morrison plays the baddie in Six Days, Seven Nights, the Harrison Ford and Heche movie. That's right. Oh my and, god! And if you guys want to see Harrison Ford do Han Solo and Indiana Jones all in one place at the same exact time, right? Getting a snake out of her pants in the water. <laughs> Yeah. Let's go watch Six Days, Seven Nights. And the main bad guy is um, – Tomorrow. Is tomorrow. I forgot yeah. about that. OK. But um, look, I have no idea, man. I, I, I am so lost and I know uh, people are like, like why is he even doing a Star Wars show? I'm so lost with what the plot is supposed to be in these new sequels. JJ is – at least for Rise of Skywalker and he did this with Force Awakens. But he is, we're play, we're, we are playing right into his hands. He is doing yeah. this on purpose. Yeah. I watched – I saw Joker. Uh, yesterday, they played the trailer. I saw Dark Ray again, clone vision. Oh, they played the same the trailer, though. Same right? trailer okay. with Dark Ray, and I went and I was really excited. But as the as it faded out, and we went into the Joker. I went, "There's no way that he's putting that out there." And that that's a big part of the movie. That's a plot. That's a plot point that she's a clone. And oh my god, I'm a clone. And all these. Nah, nah, it's a total. It's a, it's a vision. It's a misdirect. So that might be some of this. Let's get to this. Uh, Abdul, I'm I'm keeping up on the super chat here. Cool. Thank you guys for sending this. I have Abdul Alans here. Hey guys, after seeing Joker, how would you feel if Star Wars decided to do a grounded character study of a Sith or becoming a Sith? So I'm going to tease something real quick. Yeah. We love Joker. Yeah, we so both do. On this upcoming Riley Roundtable, Fernandez is joining me. We're going to do a full. We're going to talk about Joker. Yeah, uh, I just want to tease that. Yeah, it's we're do a full review. I loved the movie because me of too. how it made me feel. I love it when movies take chances. This movie took. It was it was crazy. It made me so uncomfortable, and I love being made to feel something in a movie theater. This is why I like The Last Jedi yeah. so much because it made me feel something that I couldn't stop thinking about it. Joker did the same thing, so. To get to your question, I would love that. I'd love it. Are you kidding me? Darth Bane go into a character study on why he does what he does? Yeah, it look. could be Darth Bane. It could be – hell, I would love it to see what Palpatine's doing, Darth Sidious uh, or Darth Plagueis or just a Sith. I don't know. I think that there's – once we start to get deeper into whatever Disney's going to do in the future. Here's my only pushback on that. The, the difference between – and even though the Joker is definitely an anti-hero, right? Um, 
And in Star Wars, you have heroes and antiheroes. Um, it seems to me like the Joker plays into the possibility of being grounded in reality a lot more than somebody in the Star Wars universe. Because already you're in another planet. Already you're you're an alien of sorts. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's like yeah, you can set up things that are relatable, like in Battlestar Galactica, right? That 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 make it feel grounded. But ultimately, you exist in a world with space wizards and flying ships. Yeah, and, and it makes it more and more and more difficult to ground it. How grounded uh, the Joker is, because the Joker ultimately is a movie that explores the dark side of how the infrastructure deals with mental illness. Yep. Um, class, a, class politics. Class politics. Yep, the rich versus the poor. Free health care yep. versus paid health care. It's, <laughs> you know. I th- say it's a Trojan horse of a message inside a comic book movie. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it, so, it really is. But um, I do think you can add some grit to Star Wars. I think you can add some of that masterful filmmaking that Todd Phillips brought to the table. And I and, and like I hear you. Stories like Todd, you know, like uh, like Darth Bane. The guy, spoiler warning for Darth Bane people, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. Darth Bane kills his father mm-hmm. with the with the force yep. without even knowing that he killed his father with the force. Right. Until twenty years later or whatever, he realizes, oh man, I killed my father with the force. Yeah. Like he didn't know how his father died. Right. And then it all comes rushing in as his realization, it was me who killed him. Yeah, you know? that's like, right. There's a lot of human stuff that you can have some fun with there. But it's going to be tough to get that same level of like ultra one flew over the cuckoo's nest realism that you get in the Joker in my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right on the money there. When you do start talking about space wizards and laser swords, it's it's hard. But I think if the closest we're getting right now in the current Star Wars, I think is Mandalorian. Right. It could be just gritty kind of on boots on the ground kind of feel. We'll see how that plays out. Um, but I'm excited. I would I would love a story. I think maybe the question is more like, would you be interested in a character study of a Sith? Absolutely. And Darth Revan is a big, uh, is a big one here that people are saying uh, Revan, in the yeah, chat. Yeah, Revan. Yeah. So let me go. I'm going down the list. I see your super chats. Jedi Master six seventy seven. I had a theory for Dark Side Ray. I think the Knights of Ren are failed clones to recreate a chosen one, and Ray was the first successful clone. Eventually, she gets away, and they tried again. Thus, Dark Ray. That's a great theory. See, see it, see it one more time. So, I had a theory for Dark Ray. Yeah. I think the Knights of Ren are failed clones to recreate a chosen one, mm. and that Ray was the first successful clone. Eventually, she gets away, and they tried again. Thus, Dark Ray. So, essentially, oh, Ray. That's interesting. So, you're saying all the Knights of Ren are female? Either female or they were clones to replicate and or to recreate first the chosen all, that's a one. Really, first of all, that's a really smart theory, Jedi Master 677. They don't uh, call him Jedi Master for nothing. Yeah, that's really cool. That would be a really fun reveal. Wouldn't it be? And it would make sense. They're why, all clones? They why, pulled off their head? Oh, they're my all God. Ray. They're all Ray. Kylo, uh, why, why Kylo said what girl? Yeah. that's There's something there. Yeah. I like that. It could be. And I talked about this on Jedi Council, and both Christian and Ken were wrong, and they said that it was Snoke who said that it was Kylo who said that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was—he knew there was something about a girl, right? He you know, did. so them being discarded um, clones and ending up as the Knights of Ren is not speculating responsibly, but it's speculating in a way that intrigues me. So it's a—it's it, a good—it's a good theory. It's a great theory. I really like that. I think that would be a a. a 
really fantastic reveal if the Knights of Ren's took off their their helmets and they were clones. Now, whether it's Ray, that's a huge reveal that would be really cool to see. I kind of like it. I could also see it be Anakin. Yeah. Luke. Cloning. We have the hand in space. I don't here's here's what I what's bumming me out though. I don't think they're gonna go full clone stuff and the hand stuff so. that I I just I wonder how much they would want to do on that. But yeah, it really, you, gotta, you gotta take it easy on that stuff. I mean look, I just want a good movie at this point, man. Like yeah. I just want something that that the like that we can talk about on this show for the next four months, three months. Yeah. Pepper it in with a little Mandalorian, pepper it in with a little Clone Wars, pepper it in with some gaming stuff and have a lot of fun Star Wars stuff to talk about. Because, man, if this movie is no good or if it's teetering or if it's divisive or if it makes some dumb choices or if it breaks the Star Wars sanctity, I mean, can you imagine what the next year is going to be like? It's going to be intolerable. It's going to be be rough and it's like I don't want that. Maybe the Mandalorian will will fix that, and we'll just be all on the yeah. Mandalorian side. Can, can you but imagine the Mandalorian that adds to the heaping pile. Of, yeah. it, then they would. Then it would be. Here's what would happen. Kevin Feige would be on immediately. <laughs> right, you would right, see right, that breaking right, news. Right. Kathleen Kennedy would be off, and yeah. I think that's probably what we'd see. Uh, Yusan Tran says JJ said that Kylo's repaired helmet in reference to the Japanese art and philosophy of Kintsugi. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. How do you think this will factor into the movie? I'm not familiar with that Japanese art or philosophy. Uh, I do know that he did write something that um, that that JJ. Why is he repairing his helmet? And uh, I'm not too sure what what how it fits into the story. Just that I haven't. I've been trying to look. I'll be honest with you. I've been trying to stay away. And this is what happened. Um, season eight of Game of Thrones was spoiled for me. Was it really? On Reddit. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Weeks you before. You got to watch out that, yeah. Weeks before it was spoiled. It's your own fault. I know. It was my own fault. Yeah. And there's been so many leaks and plot points and all this stuff coming out. Yeah. That I'm trying to stay away from all this stuff. So I, so I did see that there was like a, you know, some, some buzz about him rebuilding the helmet and him actually using Darth Vader pieces. Was that his, what it is? In his helmet. Um, but I've been staying away from that stuff, man. Like I, I, I really have. I, I, I unfortunately call it occupational hazard. I've been seeing a lot because I'm collecting news not only for this show but for when I produce Jedi Council. Sure. So I am seeing a lot of this. Um, JJ has confirmed a popular fan theory about Kylo Ren's repaired mask referencing the Japanese art of Kintsugi, also known as – I can't pronounce that. Uh, in a recent interview with Empire Magazine uh, – let me go there, guys – Having him be masked but also fractured is a very intentional thing, like that classic Japanese process of taking ceramics and repairing them and how the breaks in a way define the beauty of the piece. That's that's what he's referencing as much as the original itself. So as fractured as Ren is, the mask becomes a visual representation of that, and I could see that working for his character. But it's also, I think, a kind of um, a mo- like an analog for the Last Jedi versus the Rise of Skywalker versus the Force Awakens. Right, right. the Force Awakens was the uh, unscathed helmet. Mm-hmm. Then the Rise of you know the the Last Jedi the helmet was destroyed, mm-hmm. and now he's like rebuilding the helmet. It's also kind of like the movies, right? I mean, like it goes along with what he's saying. He had his movie. Yeah. Ryan Johnson made his movie. And now he feels like he needs to repair 
what Brian Johnson has done. Forget it whether you like it or not. Like that's that's not relevant. But in the perception of JJ, yeah, he's got a broken helmet, right? And he's got to put it, you know, put the pieces back together. And so, yeah. He's putting the pieces back together because he still doesn't know who he is. He was fractured. You know, yeah. I like that that image in my mind. Or you can go with what Yogurt said in Spaceballs. Merchandise. <laughs> Merchandising. We want the mask back on. So we sell the toys. I, I, I wonder if sometimes Riley goes home and says, man, I should have given The Last Jedi a C. Even though I loved it, I should have known. I should have had the foresight I do. to I've been chill out on The Last Jedi no, just I've a little tr- bit. I love it so much. You, you, you're the only one that I know that's been consistent and from Ken. the moment you saw it. And Ken Napsaw. Yeah. And Ken. Because Ken and I didn't talk about it too much. Here's, here's, here's where I, I – you know, as it's – you know, it's in our past now, right? I've been able to go back and go, yeah, Candlebite sucks. I can't because I've seen it now enough times. Yeah. That now I know when I get there, it's worn out. It's just it's the same thing that happened with the prequels. Yeah, it's the same thing that happens with the prequels. As these things sink in, there are stuff that really stands out to me where it's like the sheen of the Star Wars glow is off, and you can sit down and go, okay. And do people, you know, color my opinion like you? Not really, but I. Value your opinion. Of course. Yeah, yeah, so when I hear I your it. stuff, yeah. I go and I look at it through different eyes going, well, let's see. Canobite really bugs me. But everything else I, I love and I, and I really – like I said, I talk about feelings. I could not stop thinking about what Luke Skywalker did by the end of The Last Jedi. And all night, that's what, all I yeah. couldn't sleep. And it's stuck with me ever since and that's why I still love it to this day. OK, OK. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? You want to keep going? We have a caller. All right, we have are a you call. calling to yell at me on The Last Jedi? This is Riley no. and Fernandez. How are you? <laughs> Good. How are you, man? Um, Good. I just had a, a quick insight, really. I, I guess more of like one of the most disappointing things that I've had, um, or at least through the trailer, obviously, I guess things could change. But sure. um, the fact that they're continuing to reuse the Skywalker lightsaber and not have Ray instead of putting back the pieces being that she's not really a, a broken character right maybe have having her go with that dual blade idea that they had for the dark ray since they obviously like the idea and the concept and ridley as an actor seems to move better with a staff than a saber yeah like why, why do you guys think that they had no interest in having her show mastery of the force kind of like luke did to echo the return of the jedi by yeah, making her i'm a thousand favorite. percent with you dude i'm, I'm with, a thousand percent with i'm you. with you as well and i'll tell you i'll be really disappointed if we go there and her and her lightsaber is from what we've seen in the trailers back together and no explanation it's jj though i think it's misdirect too i think it's literally he so th- this is what's interesting i've told this story many times i went to CinemaCon where they showed into darkness footage a scene from the movie, by the time the movie uh, came out uh, – or sorry, by the time the movie in the storyline, it was Khan. He was revealed to be Khan. Right. OK? But in the footage I saw, everybody was calling him John Harrison. Right. OK? Right. So they he put together an entire scene and I'm not talking one scene. I'm talking three different scenes where all the characters called him John Harrison and everybody in CinemaCon went, oh, no, it's John Harrison. That's what – it's not Khan. Movie comes out, everything was changed. Khan was back in. Benedict Cumberbatch one, right? Yep, yeah. Benedict Cumberbatch one. Yeah. So I think that we are getting a lot of marketing with that lightsaber. We're seeing it. We're seeing her use it. I'm wondering if that is all a misdirect as well. I don't know. Hopefully, 
she rebuilds it and we see her master that skill because I think it's important to your point. Just like Luke Skywalker, we never saw him build it in Return of the Jedi, but we did get that great deleted scene. We got the deleted scene and we also got a, a Darth Vader saying you rebuilt your lightsaber, your training sure. is almost complete. So, uh, so you know, there was – It was the, implied. It, it was implied. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for the call, man. Yeah. appreciate that. I, I, I'm with you. I hope they will do, uh, they yeah. will do it. And, and like to me um, – and we've talked about it on this show even before that dark uh, ray scene came out. It's like we always said, well, obviously her next saber is going to be a staff. Yeah. You know, I mean – Could been talked, be. It was been talked about on this show a lot. But I don't know. After seeing that trailer, it does seem like she does fix – Anakin's saber and she's still using it. I don't and know. Yeah, we'll see. I we'll mean, see. I'll, it'll be a little bit disappointing, but I want to get to the, all yeah. these super chats here. Yeah. Uh, Jaredson, Jaredson videos beyond our small internet bubble. Most people liked The Last Jedi. Rotten Tomatoes said spammers affect online polls, but verified and critic reviews praise it at 90%. Check cinema score. As fans, should we acknowledge this fact? Uh, acknowledge, I'm, I'm a little confused by the phrasing of the question. Acknowledge that spammers went in there acknowledge that because i acknowledge that there is a big vocal bunch of people that don't like the last jedi i also acknowledge at least by facts that rotten tomatoes said there was some people going in and playing with the audience score critics love this movie critics did love the movie critics love this movie um you can't deny that fact yeah you also can't deny the fact that it made an incredible amount of money if you look at yeah i mean I, i don't know what to acknowledge if we're looking at the fact that it made $1.3 billion. I think that Jaredson is right in saying that, yes, the hardcore fans are very divided on this movie. Um, I think that the general movie-going audience probably liked it more than disliked it or thought it was okay. It was a cool Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Um, the critics loved it. I know everybody here at Collider loved it. Like all the critics that we you know have doing movies loved it. Right. Um, and uh, I'm not sure what the cinema score is on it, but I do know that the Rotten Tomatoes audience score isn't great on it. No, it's not. I think uh, it's like in the 50s or something. I'm going to the cinema score right now on the uh, Last Jedi. Um, and I think that like the whole thing about saying that it was like bots is a little bit of an easy out. Mm-hmm. Um, the reality is, is that a lot of fans didn't like the movie. You know? Um, yeah. And, and, and it has an A cinema score. So I don't know what you uh, want to put, look into that. I mean, what what's the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes? Oh, it's in the 40s. Let's see. Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, it's in the 40s, right? I think so. Yeah, let me see. Yeah. Star Wars, so, but, The Last Jedi. But look, it's okay to have disparaging scores between critics and, and fans. I mean, it, you know, it is what it is. The movie was very well received by critics, and I can see why. I mean, it's a very well put together movie. Mm-hmm. If you look at it on its own, if you look at it within the context of this wonderful franchise, I think it leaves things to be desired. But forty four percent, so it's low. Yeah, Cinema Score. Look, I don't know what to believe. Really, I believe a lot of uh, the discourse online. I see it. I mean, look, but then again, I, I think about our own poll, right? Like we have this Star Wars poll coming out. I'm worried that we're going to get spammed and botted. Yeah, you know, our, our friends over at Star Wars Newsnet put a poll out and uh, they were spammed. It was uh, – and, and they showed the screen grabs and it was a uh, it was a bot that voted thousands of times over and over again. And the one comment that was left over and over again, thousands of times was The Last Jedi is trash. And it was just over and over and right, over right. and over and over again. So right. – I don't know. You can. I. You know what? I don't care. 
It's you make up your own decision. If you like it, great. If you don't, great. Go get a pizza. Um, we have our next one. Ian Fitzpatrick, are there moments in any trilogy that brought either of you to tears, either from circumstances or musical cues? Thanks again. Love the show. That's a great question. Oh, boy. Oh, God. Moments that brought me to tears in Star Wars. Uh, I had nostalgia tears when Luke and R2 were on the Falcon in The Last Jedi. It really – I had this uh, – really? that was like geek tears. That yeah. was like – and that was the shock of seeing it together and happen. But if I go back, to be honest with you, I get choked up um, during Empire Strikes Back uh, when – and it's and it's to this point, the musical cue gets me every time. It's my favorite musical cue in the, the saga. It's Lando, Chewie, R2, and Leia escaping Bespin and R2 puts the smoke screen out. And they're running out of there and the music swells and there's this moment that the music that Williams does that is just filled with hope and despair at the same time that they're, they're, they have to get out of there. Han's long gone and it's, it's life or death and that music plays and I go <gasps> – it just really is powerful for me. Yeah. Look, I'm a crybaby in the movies. I, I've, I've been known to like – you know, not like – Whale crying, but definitely get choked up and oh, get teary eyed. I do that sometimes. Um, I don't think I've ever gotten teary eyed watching a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it invokes different feelings inside of me. Um, yeah. I'm not sure tears is is what it gives me. Okay, you know, like yeah. Silver Linings Playbook made me like like tear up. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, episode certain episodes of The Sopranos would get me all teary. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Star it, Wars. Star Wars never did that to me. Do you think there might be a an opportunity for the rise of Skywalker to do it if it hits the right beats? Oh for man, you? I would love it. I would okay. absolutely love it. I welcome it. Yeah, I welcome it. Uh, Ronald Sykes writes, "Love the show, guys." Hold on. Wait yeah. a minute. Sorry, sorry. Somebody here just wrote, "Fernandez, are you bummed about the Black Bishop reveal?" Is there a Black Bishop reveal? I'm not aware aware of that. Uh oh, spoilers, dude. Watch out. Yeah, if there's a Black Bishop reveal that I'm not aware of because it's out in the press or something. Um, Send in a send in a comment or maybe call in. Let me know what's going on with that. I I as far as I know, the Black Bishop. I mean, which reveal are you referring to? Um, the one that of, of his wife that he was married. Uh, that reveal, or did somebody else come on and actually say who he was? Was, anyway. that, was that a super chat question? I just want to make no, sure. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. Okay. It was just interesting. All right. uh, Ronald Sykes, love the show, guys. With all the changes to Dan and Dave deal uh, and the Dan and Dave deal, do you think they still do their movies? Does Disney still not have a plan? Uh, we kind of refer to it, Ronald. We, you heard something, Fernandez? I, I can kind of guess who you might have heard it from based yeah. on what you said earlier in the show. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's interesting to hear. This is what's interesting. They were hired before Game of Thrones season came on air. They were hired to do this via Lucasfilm and Disney. Then the Game of Thrones stuff happened. Then soon after we hear that they're only writing a treatment now and not all three movies. And then we started to hear stuff. So – then they also signed a $500 million deal over at Netflix to go make shows over there. I don't know. It seems like there's something heading in that direction that maybe they're off of it. That's what I've heard mm. or not what I've actually heard. I've heard whispers and I'm looking at reports. Look, man, the bottom line seem, is – It doesn't seem – The bottom line is, is that Star Wars has become a big cluster F. Mm-hmm. OK. You've got tons of creative minds in there. No one's really shepherding the ship. Um, I actually – one of the theories that I've heard that I actually think holds the most water 
Mm-hmm. I think you told it to me. And I don't know if you made it up or what or, or what the hell you said. I don't know. Maybe but, I made it up. I like it. Um, I think that Kathleen Kennedy might be doing the old the buck stops here and taking a lot of responsibility for this stuff. Mm-hmm. When in reality, I think that Bob Iger is the one that's actually screwing this up. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it We talk about like – Things think, that come out in the – I think Kat Kennedy might be getting a bad rap out of this. But then again, why would she stick around? I've heard so she, that. If she sticks around, then she's complicit to it. I've, I've, I've heard that, that – I've also heard people inside there don't like her. I've heard that. Yeah, I've like, heard I'm that I'm not making too. that up. I've heard that from multiple people. I've heard that and I've heard that Iger has made a lot of decisions um, that Kathleen Kennedy is getting uh, bashed for. Right. I've heard that, yeah. And uh, wow, we – you know, then Bob Iger comes out with this book. So it's like what happens when that ha- – you said it best. Yeah. All of a sudden it's like he's atoning for something. Right, right, right. He's apologizing. He's apologizing with some of these carefully selected things that are coming out into the media here. You know, It's like, oh, yeah, George was kind of pissed. Why are you saying that when The Rise of Skywalker is coming out? You had the best version of it, which is like he's, he's making atonement. He's, yeah. he's apologizing. So. Yeah. Um, Ian, says, Ian Fitzpatrick has a typo shame. I have no idea what it is. Thank you for the super chat for that, though. <laughs> yeah. But we do have a caller. You're on Rule of Two. What's your name? Question. Yeah. Yeah, I already have it. I've been, I've been thinking about it. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, turn off your uh, – if your thing's on there, we, uh, we might have a Hello? echo. Hello yeah. there. You're on the air. Hey. Hey, hey, I wanted to ask a question. I know you both played uh, Kotor 1 and 2 and all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so what do you think about Kreia? You know how she, uh, um, do you know who she is from, uh, Kotor, uh, 2 at all? She was, uh, Kylo, uh, she was, uh, Revan's, uh, teacher. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah it, I haven't uh, played it in years. About, like, her, her, her philosophy around the Force and all, like, how it, uh, um, manipulates, like, how the Force, of uh, like, you have, like, a give and take to it almost, like a yin and yang. And I was wondering if you think like Star Wars at all would ever go in that in that way at all. I mean, I think the yin and yang kind of stuff. Are you talking about like a the balance that dark. you you always need light and dark? I feel yeah, like no, wait, the, it, 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 like throughout the game, she she how she will describe to the main character. She would always like everything you did has a reaction to it, no matter if it was good or, or evil right. in the game. Do you think like it would ever like like Star Wars would ever like have like a storyline or like a series in a way to show that or express that? That's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I, I can't remember this from the game for yeah, the she, life of me. So she's I can't. Like a, she's a she's not a Twilight, but she's kind of got that vibe to her, right? Or or or, or maybe not. Maybe she was human. Um, she was human. She was human. Yeah, she was human. She was human. But. Um, yeah. So when you say yin and yang, are you kind of going like, like a like gray, right? And not yeah, gray and Jedi. Ends up that, because she was she was a she was a, a Jedi at first. Jedi ended up that she follows uh, Revan at, uh, during the uh, Mandalorian Wars. Yeah, uh, you kind of like she kind of like you kind of have like this. You don't know where she is at at that point. Then she pops up in Kotor uh, too, and you end up meeting her. She ends up being a dark lord. Uh, then they end up uh, 
kicking the shit out of her in a sense. Sorry, my language. Yeah, no, you're fine. Um, you're fine. <laughs> we, we cursed earlier. We're we're well past it. Right, well, look. Thank you very much for the call. We'll <laughs> we'll uh, we'll ponder on that one a little bit. But look, I I actually need to learn a little bit more about this character. Like I remember the character. I do too. But she was kind of like the person kind of walking you through the story in the second one. Yeah, it's been the, so uh, long. Yeah, yeah, I, the Obsidian one. I I you know I it depends. I I think that. There's something about, for me at least, picking up on this, something about balance that um, is being played throughout this trilogy. Uh, if they go there so gray, I don't know. Here's, here's, here's my grumpy moment of the week, okay? Okay. And like this should be a segment, okay? This should be my, my – my, my, you know, Cody should put rain sounds and like you know, sad, sad music because this is my grumpy moment of the week. I like this. Um, Star Wars um, – I dude, I think Star Wars has it's funny because it's got more things in production than ever mm-hmm. and I think it's more lost than ever. Like I have no idea where the hell it's going. Yeah. You know, a, a lot, lot of, of the don't. great conversation either happens about the past, mm-hmm. right? Where we like especially us prequelists, we love like saying Obi-Wan lines or quoting the you know, like the prequels having fun with that. Or it comes with reminiscing how good the original trilogy was, or it, or it comes in trying to figure out. There it is. He's doing it. This is why Cody's there. The best. It is. There it is. Yeah, Cody's yeah. Just keep it play. Or it comes in trying to figure out what's going to happen in the future. Yes, unpack that. Keep going. Right. Nobody yeah. talks about the present of Star Wars. Well, what present? Like, I mean, we just had two movies, two movies, and a friggin' Solo and and Rogue One. Nobody talks about what's happening now. Yeah. It's all about what's going to happen in the future, or let's reminisce about the past. I know it's and, very un Jedi like. Yeah, you got to be focused on the now. Yeah, there it is. There it is. There it is. And, so, and somebody told me a wise Jedi once told me, okay, if you're obsessed with the past, you're depressed, and you're you're going to be forced to repeat it. Yes, if you're obsessed with the future, yep, you're anxious mm-hmm. and you're stressed out. That's okay? very true. Only when you focus on the present can you be at peace. <laughs> this is the greatest. Thank you, Cody. <laughs> Let's unpack that. How does that make you feel when you finally get it out, Mark? But, but, but like, you see what I'm saying, though? Yeah. Uh, All right. We, yeah, we, we, I, I, we I'm got with another you. super chat here. Left hand. I love Left that. Left hand. Uh, with Kevin Feige coming into the mix, do you think they will expand to Abeleth and that part of the Star Wars timeline? Ooh, that's a that's a deep oh, cut. Jedi Master six seven seven also uh, snuck one in there without us seeing. Okay, and where where's that one? Oh, right? and Ke- Keegan Die Ringer. No, we th- answered those Jedi. Uh, oh wait, do you think? Of the no, I did. Jedi saved? Master coming in again. I missed that as well. Uh, to go to the 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 previous one we just talked about, Abeleth. That's like the the. The Night Sisters, right? And the and the like the powerful uh what was it? It was like um The Night Sisters from from Dathomia. No, it was the bringer of chaos. And it was it, you know, the the something that went to the dark side and also went to the light side and knows both sides. I'm not very familiar with it, so from what Clone Wars? I believe Clone Wars, but I think it was in Legends as well. And I think it had something to I think Mara Jade was was told a story about it in in the Thrawn trilogy with with Luke. Okay, I don't remember that. So I don't know, anyway. but it's I don't know if they'll Sorry, ever go guys, there. We're but not, we're not doing a good job today. <laughs> we're not the canon junkies, you know? That's why uh you know, Ken Max Ken Napsock knows it. But Jedi Master six, uh, seven, 677, if we go off of the Aboleth, which I know was in Legends, 
And he says, should Lucasfilm continue legend stories as books for fans of the EU? I personally will always think of EU as canon, though I do like new canon as well. No, I mean that ship has sailed. I, I think yeah. I, I think they're not going to write any new novels and say, well, this is just legends. They're not going to waste their time. No, they're going to no. connect it that to canon. So unfortunately, no. I would love to see – I think what we're going to see in the future is some of those legend books are going to make its way into canon. You saw that with Thrawn. I think yeah. Mara Jade will su- show up sooner or later. I, I think so. So look, we're going we're gonna to put an end to the calls right now. We're going to power through the, the last of these – um, uh, so apologies Super for chats. everybody who was on hold on the calls. Call in next week. We'll try to get you on then. Ellie Puffle, Puffleus, mm-hmm. do you want Anakin in The Rise of Skywalker? Should yes. Anakin be in The Rise of Skywalker? Yes. In what way would it actually make sense for Anakin to to be in the in The Rise of Skywalker? I'm with I'm with Riley. Yes, yes. yes. And and what, in what way to make sense? He's a Force ghost. Also, it would make sense to have him be a part of the resolution of the so-called Skywalker saga. Yeah, I mean, you know, there was something that was said at the end of The Last Jedi, see you around, kid. It got me thinking about Luke Skywalker literally haunting his nephew yeah. and trying to warn yeah, it's him. probably my favorite line in the entire Last Jedi was what, see you around, kid. What would it be like for Grandpa to come in there and go, listen, dude, no, you don't want this. Yeah. You don't want this. At one point, J.J. was talking about a Darth Vader kind of force ghost, like a mix between Darth Vader and Anakin. You don't like that? The, the idea I just of- don't like the fact that Luke is dead. Luke, di- Luke died before his time in this trilogy. <laughs> <laughs> yes. How do you thank feel, you. really? Though? Yeah, yeah, I mean, thank you. Because Luke Skywalker, <laughs> did he not hug you enough yeah, yeah, when you were it. little? He really did it. All right, so David McCloud. Project Luminous Theories, question mark. I have no idea what that is. I read about this earlier, and I love this. In, um, in Rebels? In Rebels, we learn about the Empire stealing Force children, an unresolved story point, and now Ray clone rumors, thoughts. Project Luminous, there's, there's a lot in here. So Project Luminous apparently is going to be a line of books that take place after the rise of Skywalker, and they revealed it at, at New York Comic Con, and it basically says for a thousand generations – there were the Jedi's and the Force is what no it's uh, for a thousand generations. It's uh, the Force yeah, is what binds the universe together until Project Luminous. So there's something that they're hinting that has to do with the Force. And when they use the quote from Obi Wan in A New Hope, which well the Force is what gives a Jedi his power, you know, and that's right. until Project Luminous, it makes me think that there's something that might happen after the last uh, Rise of Skywalker. What, they figure out how to combat the Force, take away Force powers, something in the book? Glad they'll keep it to the book because if it happens in the movie, I'll – Nope. Superman 2 style? Yeah, see, that's – you want another one? Time travel for me? Nope, I'm out. If if all of a sudden the First Order shows up and we go, we got something and it's a machine that takes away the powers of a Jedi, I'm out. Well, look, heir to the Empire, Thrawn had that weird animal, that cat-like animal that suppresses force powers. That's fine. That's, to me, in-world. It's like a kryptonite. It is like a force kryptonite. It's a force kryptonite. It's in-world. It makes sense. It could – it like – we it's saw a special it, animal that has this gift. It, Watto was that character in Phantom Menace. Right. Your right, force right. doesn't work on me. You know, no, Republican, let's do it. No. He, because he was immune to the force. He, was, he, he had a special kind of power that was inherent in his – And Darth Bane talks – or in, in the Darth Bane novels, they talk about force shield. 
as being a passive power as well. Yeah, I mean, it's just if if something is man-made and it's brought in at the last movie as a weapon, as a weapon oh god, it would be wouldn't terrible. that be awful? That'd be awful. Yeah. All right, Keegan Dyringer says, "What what do what do think are the chances that we see Dax in the Obi Wan series? What we, what do we think are the chances we see Dax in the Obi Wan series? I, I think, think they're high. What that that they're putting Dex in there? I think it's high. What do you think? What do you mean high? I think oh, that oh it, high <laughs> that he's going to be in there. I thought he was. I, th- I thought it was something like I think you're high if you think Dex is showing up. I'm no, like, huh? No, I think the chances are high. Look, yeah, I do too. Um, there's also been a rumor that Dex getting his own cooking show. So look, um, we haven't seen the um, the uh, the last of Dex. No, I think uh, it would make a lot of sense. Jedi Jedi Master uh, sixty six came in with another hot one. Legend stories. Blah, blah, blah. Think the EU is canon. Yeah, no, we yeah, answered that. We, we talked about that. The, the last one sale, we have is Travnar. With success of classic World of Warcraft, maybe SWG Return, Star Wars Galaxies Return. Oh, wow. That's on you, man. Oh, what man. do you think? So first of all, I, I actually funded my own SWG um, emulator server. And um, about three years ago, maybe four years ago now, we played the hell out of it. And we got up to about a thousand concurrents uh, on that emu, and it was a blast. It was an absolute blast. Um, I play a little bit on Legends now, but Legends is a is a NGE uh, emulator. It's not the old C, uh, pre-CU one. Um, God, I would love that. You know, look, my my dream is to one day be able to make a game like Star Wars Galaxies and and partner up with the beautiful people at Disney to actually put something like that together. Yeah. Um, look. Star Wars Galaxies is the greatest game ever made, in my opinion. And anybody who plays it and actually gives it the time understands why it's so beautiful. Right. And we haven't seen a game like that since then. You know, uh, stuff like Red Dead Redemption 2 gets close to it yeah. in terms of its intention. I mean, obviously, Red Dead Redemption 2 is on a completely different planet when it comes to how sophisticated it is, yeah. technically speaking. Game design wise, I thought SWG was the greatest. Will we ever see another one like that? God, I hope so. I would love that. And uh, I just want to end it here, guys, because thank you for joining us. Uh, Paige Roberts, we didn't really talk about – take any other chats other than Super Chats. But Paige Roberts says, Luke sacrificed himself to save the galaxy. I don't know how that isn't the most Luke thing he can do. Thank you very much. I agree with that 100%. <laughs> you are right, Paige. Paige. Thank you very much. Thank you, Paige. And thank you, Jedi <laughs> Master, for being here since the first episode of Jedi Council. We really appreciate it. And uh, and hopefully uh, you'll stick around. Yeah, you thank know? you everybody for joining us here. It yeah. is episode sixty-one go of Rule Two. Go vote. They, the description. You have the link now, so you can go vote at Collider.com. You're going to rank your favorite Star Wars movies, put them in order. We have no idea what it's going to turn out to be. In fact, the fun part of this, we're going to film the video. Yeah. We're going to sit down for the interview, and we're going to be revealed what. How it shook yeah. out. And so you're going to get a very honest reaction of whether or not Empire Strikes Back lands at number one. Which I think it will. But if you're going to bot the hell out of it, bot, bot for the good guys. Bot one for the good guys. Bot one for the good oh, oh, you're not biased at all. <laughs> <laughs> I mean like do you guys think that it's going to get bodied? I hope it doesn't get bodied. Well, we have things in place that we're, we're making sure that doesn't happen. We're, we are, yeah, we, we are making we sure have, that happens. Uh, we, yes. have, we have things in place. We have things in place. We yeah. have uh, force powers in place. We have all these things in place. Yeah. So uh, you can go in there and uh, vote. Hit the link and also drop in some comments. What are the things you want us to talk about next show? We do read them. 
Uh, thank you very much so, for joining us and, and, and doing this super chat yeah. and, and phone call chat. Ken, Ken Bonobi, the number to call in, you can see it at the bottom of the screen. It says it gives it puts the number there. It's not there right now, but in the future – Right underneath Star Wars speculation, it says call in now, and it gives you the number. Yeah, we open up the phone lines, but we wanted to hit your super chat. Thank you for playing along, for sending those great questions. It's really fun talking to you guys. We're going to do it a lot. Uh, we want to include you more as we're moving forward, not only in Rula 2, but uh, a lot of the shows, getting your voice heard, especially in this voting for the best Star Wars movies, uh, the top Star Wars movies all time. What yeah. your ranking is? Yeah, that's going to be, be a, fun. We're, that's going to be a lot of fun. We're trying to get a lot of voices in here to talk about that. Um, look, let us know if you want us to make more of those like little Star Wars fan film type things. I had a lot of fun making that. I, I had fun too. That was a lot of fun. Anytime you can yeah. give me a lightsaber and I can screenshot it, send it to my dad, and go see dad. Yeah, my mm-hmm. my acting wasn't great. Your acting was really good. Oh, thank you. Your acting was great, dude. And my acting was, it you know, was I, fun. I had to do a few ADR moments in the booth just to get some of the performance right. But well, that's fine. I mean, we a bunch of us had to. But uh, guys. Thank you for joining us on episode 61 of Rula 2. It is a celebration of Star Wars. That's what we like to do here. We like to talk about it. Drop in those comments. If you see that bell right there and you're not subscribed, subscribe, subscribe Excuse me to Collider Video. This drops every Monday live at 5 p.m. PT. And you can hear us here on the Collider Jedi Council Podcast 1 podcast feed if you're listening at home. So we'll see you next week on an all-new Rula 2. Rise. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little Chico Pitbull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.